folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Michael Hanford. <clears throat> Hello. And Timothy Kalpakis. What is up? <clears throat> yes, yes. And, uh... <clears throat> Sometimes, Jeff, you start these you start these so quick, I don't have time to clear my throat. That's all right. I have to do it on mic. It's good pod fodder, Mike. Well, yeah, and the last thing you want to do, Mike, is lean away from the microphone to clear no. your throat. Because you know, I'm, I'm in such what Jeff calls the basketball right now. You're a basketball's length or something like that from the from <laughs> Yeah, the I mic. forget. Stay within a basketball, I said, because we all have bad mic technique. But I don't I, really uh, know. Does that mean like your head, like a basketball could fit around your head and the mic? <laughs> no, your, your lips to the mic, lips to the mic. Between, so there's a basketball's length. Yeah, within a basketball. Why would you, a guy who doesn't know or play sports, uh, use basketball? <laughs> That's what he thinks basketballs are for. It's the, it's the only usage he's familiar with. Yeah, and what's a basketball, like three feet wide? Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy. Last time you touched one, you were in kindergarten, so you think that they're really big. I thought um, you would have used a, uh, a lightsaber base as the uh, length. Hilt, a lightsaber hilt. hilt. Oh, I. by the way, I love all that geek shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you proved it last episode when you no, yes, what when you that? won the Nintendo quiz. Yes, you still sitting with that, Jeff? You still sitting with that? Yeah, it's he, it's rent free in my head, Michael. <laughs> nice, Tim. I feel like I've cut you off three times. Go ahead, Tim. go ahead. Yeah, I know you're kind of on a rampage and it's pissing <laughs> me off. I cannot let anyone um, get a word in edgewise. I'm gonna go through the list of three three things that I had to say. Uh, <laughs> Well, first, I wanted to say that maybe your catchphrase should be clearing your throat, and then when uh, listeners see us in public, they should come up and go. <clears throat> um, then I oh, wanted no, to that's clarify. A thing. I don't actually hate geek shit. I hate geek shit passed off as comedy. Be a geek all you want. Uh, it's really cool. only about the comedy twist. That oh, passed off. off. I thought you said passed off as comedy. I was like, hmm, show yeah. Off. Well, when geek comedy passed office comedy in the comedy charts, <laughs> uh, which has really had a lot to do with the office going off the air. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they skyrocketed right after that. <laughs> um, and my third thing I don't remember, that one's lost to the sands of time. Shit. That sucks. Damn. It's kind of cool, though. But that's a whole thing here. Like, this is a, this is a big fan. I'd like to treat this... Uh, this podcast, these episodes, is a big family dinner, and you got to get in there. You got to get in and say your thing, or you're just gonna chew it up and spit out. <laughs> yeah, that's what family dinners like. Yeah, that, if you're the food, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, it's <laughs> and spit out. <laughs> I feel like there's a thing. It's like, no, my family. It's a big family. We're all talking at the same time. Yeah, and you, you got to. You could grab that potato, grab that chicken, and you yeah. got you gotta go go to bed hungry. Yeah, but Dad gets the big piece of chicken. Come on, thank yes. you, thank you. You're welcome. I, I had a thing where I'm one time Dad didn't get somebody. My brother, I think, ate the big piece of chicken. My mom's sitting there stitching up. Oh, you ate the big piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I hope Chris Rock doesn't slap me. Uh oh. That's that's his bit. Yeah. He's looking for someone to slap now to yeah. you know, blow off some of the steam. He's yeah. walking around, I can't believe I was slapped. Someone He's got me. his hand cocked at all times. <laughs> um, you know what movie I just finished watching? I watched some of it on the plane coming back and finished it last night. Moonstruck. You ever seen this movie? Great movie, Michael. It is a fantastic movie. How about that Nick Cage performance? So funny. 
It's so weird. Like everything is so weird in it, but it's it works so well. Like the fact that Cher is marrying some guy who uh, Tony Aiello, who's like, look, I don't know how old old he is in the movie, but he looks like he's like forty, and she's. Yeah. I guess they say she's thirty seven. So it's all all kind of a later uh, in life marriage thing, but. Um, very strange movie, but a very fun movie. The dad is really funny. I love it. Yeah, the dad's funny. The old guy when he's crying and he's like, I'm confused. Um, <laughs> I watched the special features on, uh, on that one kind of recently, and it's written by like a playwright, you know, like. Uh, ah, that makes I sense. think, yeah, that. Um, and the director, <laughs> I simply don't remember. <laughs> His name was something I can't. I didn't recognize it as from like other movies. Hmm. Well, there would be no way of finding it out. No. Norman Jewison. Norman there Jewison. I, said, I don't know his name from anything else. Um, the dad from Frasier was in it, and he was great. He's like He yep. plays like a, a womanizing... Well, I'll leave it. I'll leave it in case Jeff wants to see it. I haven't seen. You That's should right. see. I will. I will. You will. I like him because he he's, yeah, he's philandering, but he's... Uh, you know, he feels bad about it, and he's kind of like, what's my deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Moonstruck, what's the premise of it? She's a witch? No, that's no. Uh, you're thinking of um, Witches of uh, wait, Eastwick. Witches of Eastwick. Hmm. All right, so it's not really a moon thing. It's a love story, Jeff. It's a Brooklyn love story. Mm, gotcha. Well, on the cover, she looks like a witch. She's not. Oh yeah, I guess I guess you could see that as a witch, more but of a the, modern the, look of a witch. <laughs> no, no pointy hat, wearing a, a maroon dress, <laughs> dancing in the moon. Young Nick Cage, though, he plays a baker who has lost his hand in a baking accident, and he has such rage about it. It's so funny. He's like, "I lost my hand." <laughs> I don't think the, I love the part when he's like, "Get the big knife! I'm gonna slit my throat." <laughs> It's funny what a great job Nick Cage did of like hiding his sort of wackiness for so mm-hmm. long. Like it really has just slowly come out over time that like, he's yeah. just such a weirdo. I think like like in his personal life or his, his acting? His way of talking. We had him up there as just like a normal leading man. Nothing to see here. But, yeah. you know, he's like a little chart, you know, a charming weirdo actor. And then now it's like he's off the rails. Like people go to him for like wackadoo movies. Right, and he's like an ironic celebrity, and he knows about yeah. and stuff. I think the the weird thing was just that we caught him right in his five years of normalcy. It was like early on he was kind of a weirdo, and then later on he was a weirdo. But when we were like in junior high, he was in like action movies, yeah, Con Air, Con Air, and uh-huh. The Rock, and stuff like that. And he was kind of just Face being off. a leading man. He is. Pe- people love this movie. Uh, I think ironically, but the um, the the uh, hidden treasure or not hidden treasure. America's national. treasure. What's national treasure? America's national treasure. Uh, he, it's the choices he makes are crazy, and the whole movie is crazy. But it's it's a fun watch if you haven't seen it. Mike, weren't you H. I. McDonough for Halloween one year? I was. That oh, was a yeah. good. That was a good. A lot of people thought I was uh, Jim Carrey from the Ace Ventura series. Ah, uh, mm. yes. I could see that. I could see it, but ah, you had to look at the details. The, the tattoo. Details. The tattoo was right there. Uh, I want to see his new movie uh, where he's like playing himself as like a weird. Yeah, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, that looks cool. Which uh, I don't like that they the studio has done that thing where the TV spots just say like massive talent, <laughs> and mm. it says the unbearable weight of in like tiny 
in tiny font above it. The way that like they can't sell anything that's more than four words. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like how to train your dragon. They were just like, go see DreamWorks Dragon. Well, I like to when I go to the movie theater and get a ticket because I still do. I don't even buy it online anymore. I get that at the at the box office. I say, yeah. Uh, I say uh, two for talent. Cool. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Why do they say DreamWorks Dragon? If you're cutting down on the words, get DreamWorks out of there. I, in general, the public Tim. is not paying attention to what studio makes their movie. They're just going to see a movie. They don't know who made it. You know why, Tim? What? Corporate shit. <laughs> but, but in what world does that PR even help them? Like, there's kids walking around being like, I'm going to see the next DreamWorks movie. Right. It's not about ki- it's about oh Tim, you are so naive and where the money comes from in this industry. You claim to have won an Emmy or nominated for an Emmy in. Uh, yes, I'm a one-time Emmy nominee. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't walk around calling myself DreamWorks's Tim Kalpakis. <laughs> There's a reason for that because you don't understand the business and you're never going to be at DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, DreamWorks wouldn't touch me with a 40-foot pole. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, are we ready for some booze news? Fine. Hit it! One, two, three, nice. Four. You want it all, but you can't have it. Okay. What is it? What is up? <laughs> what is up? <laughs> what is up? West Coast style. Oh, oh yeah. this is nice. Damn. Ooh, Epic booze cool. news by Rick Tapper, a.k.a. The Rock Topper. And if you have a booze news theme, email it to the Sloppy Boys podcast at gmail.com. Tapper. I feel like we've heard from him before. Is he a Rick Topper? Yeah. Tapper. Rock Topper. Yep. Tapper's the topper. Mm. Yep. He's good. We've talked about Tapper the Game. Was that him singing? That's uh, Faith No More, right, is the band? Yes. That's a band who I hear of. I only know that song, and it's a band who I have heard of in the rock and roll parlance, and I'm like, who is... I don't know any songs by them, but people think they're great. Who are you? (laughs) Like, they toured with Guns N' Roses and Metallica on that big tour in, like, the 90s. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I only know that one song, but I imagine that they're early rap rockers in, in the kind of Red Hot Chili Pepper vein. You know, another band I only know one song by, I was just thinking about, same era, Space Hog. I only know in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they, did they do more songs? That, I mean, Jeff, I, you, I think that's a verifiable one-hit wonder. You had a Space Hog t-shirt at one point. No. No, you should have. You like to, you can play the bass line so well. That's I what wish. you're thinking of. He should have had a space like that. Ah, you should have had that. So, but you you're saying a, that Faith No More is not a one-hit wonder and they have other hits, we just don't know them. I don't know if they have hits. That's what I'm concerned about. Fuck, you got That, that video for that song, though, was cool. At the end, it kind of ends with a guy playing piano by himself, and then he gets up and walks away, and the piano blows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Looks like they have another song called Easy. Oh, yeah. It ain't easy being a rock know. and roll legend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know this song. He's like Sunday morning. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. What's the real booze news? Okay. Booze news. 
I mean, this is kind of the ultimate in booze news. Let's say that there's uh, the news is that at a brewery mm, in mm. Troy, New York tonight, the Sloppy Boys are playing. Uh, and it's a, it's a free show. You don't even need a ticket. You just go to it. Whoa, band of the people. Yeah, and then tomorrow at a uh, that's at Rare Form Brewery in Troy, New York. Tomorrow, in, in, at Faces Brewing, just outside of Boston in uh, Malden, you got mm-hmm. the Sloppy Boys playing at five and eight p.m. And then Ooh. what's more, Sunday night in Philadelphia at. Philomoka, that's not a brewery. It's an art gallery uh, performance space. But you got the Sloppy Boys playing there. Oh, baby. So that's kind of cool. Come on out, folks. Can I tell you, the tour's been great so far. I've been having a blast. Oh, yeah. So we're out there with Dear Blanca. These guys are power popper indie rockers, and they invited us to join them upon a tour, and we've been just kind of having a blast. Yeah, that's that's some good booze news, Tim. Thank you. This is, these are going to be good shows. I can't wait for tonight. Tonight was a free show. It is a free show. <laughs> yeah. When the fans don't pay a price, we kind of are not really obligated to do shit. You know, we could just go up there and be like, well, what's the fuck? What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to antagonize the audience until they ask us to leave. Well, is that it for booze news? Or wrap it up. I can't go one step farther. Your clearance against the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. What? I can't play a little Holy Mountain clip on my own uh, goddamn show? That's, you know, I know that's a big artistic movie for all those artistic movie guys, but that's, there are different clips to play than l- rub my clitoris on the mountain. Yeah, because usually it's just like, <laughs> <"Bee whoop." laughs> Usually, usually. Yeah, but you've taken it up a notch. You've taken it up and down a notch uh, simultaneously, and I think that's <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Have all of the sounds? I'm not just not paying attention, but every week is it always a clit rubbing on a mountain? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That, you know, sometimes it'll be from a video game. Sometimes it'll be from a movie. Hmm. That is an insane movie. I've never seen it. I only know it from the poster on your wall, Jeff. Oh, that'd be a good blowout. Okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I mean, you're one of the producers of the blowout, so you should know if it would make a good one or not. Yeah. Hey, produced by John and Yoko Money. Hmm. Ooh, some of that imagine money. All right, who's got the drink? Uh, the drink of the day, bop bop americano. Um, I was gonna <laughs> prepare that sound clip. What song is that? Yeah, yep, the blood of an americano. It's called zoom, pop. zoom zoom zoom. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's a different one. Master zoom zoom. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Pop Out Americano is by a band called Yolanda Be Cool. Hmm. Was that sampled by Pitbull or something like that more recently? I feel like I've heard it in something. Pop Americano. Hmm. I don't know, but I know that Yolanda Be Cool is uh, a reference to Pulp Fiction. Ah, ah. Yolanda Vega. Who? <laughs> Wait, what's that? Who's Yolanda That's Vega? T- Jeff, do you know what that is? Yolanda Vega did the uh, New York State oh, yeah. um, lottery called The Balls that <laughs> yes. popped up. She would read the uh, the numbers. The first number. That's is so eight. funny. It's like, hey, I'm Yolanda Vega. And I'd be like, holy shit, mom, dad, it's Yolanda Vega. Her, her timing was, I, I met a lady uh, out here at a party once and I was like, her name was Yolanda. I was like, 
Yolanda Vega. She was like, I know, that's what everyone said. Because <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that it was a statewide thing. I was just like, oh, that's what we used to have at home. Hmm. Um, the drink, the Americano, you've had? No. You've heard? I've heard because I get Americanos, the coffee ones, mm-hmm. all the time. And then I knew there was another one out there. And today, <laughs> I meet it. There's another now, if, if if you had to guess, there is another. Is, do you think there's a connection between the, the the two? You're when you say you're getting an americano coffee, you know what that is, right? How they're making it? Yeah, it's espresso and ice water. Or just hot water. I mean, I guess you could have an iced americano. Oh, I, I do, I do. I iced, thought americano. Yeah. I my was under the impression that americano is just like a coffee. But it's because it's, it, if you go to an espresso place that doesn't have normal drip coffee, yes. You order you order an americano and they just give you your espresso with a bunch of hot water in it to kind of emulate a normal simulates coffee. American coffee. Okay, but it's not that far off, Jay, because you're about to hear about an Italian drink mm-hmm. that does have water in it. So <laughs> that's gonna be kind of cool for you. It does have water in it. Okay. <laughs> does it, does espresso not have water in it? Why do they call it espresso, Mike? I think I guess because we drink it, it zips you up. But yes. my question more, mostly is there's no <laughs> water in it. Um, well, espresso is a tiny little one ounce pour, and it's really strong. So you people that don't want to, yes, it has water in it, but it only has like one ounce of water in it. Okay, yeah. A, a, an americano coffee has like fucking six ounces of water in it. I feel like I'm distracting from the point. Please go ahead, Tim. Yes. Um, well. Here's what's kind of cool. Do you guys remember in the Negroni episode of the Sloppy Boys podcast? Mm, taking me back. We learned that the Negroni, very popular cocktail that we know, mm-hmm. was created at a cafe in Florence when General Negroni, <gasps> he, he was ordering an Americano, right? And he said, look, we told this uh, story and we said, what's an Americano? But in, in, in like the history of the Negroni, it's like, well, everyone knows about Americanos at the cafes of Italy. Um, and General Negroni was like, look, I've been spending a lot of time in America and they make real stiff cocktails over there. And I've kind of acquired a taste for it. So I would like an Americano, but could you hold the soda and put gin in there so it's nice and stiff? And okay. that caught on. And that is the Negroni that we know and love. So now... A year of our lives has passed, and we've been walking around thinking, what, what was the Americano? What did General Negroni start with? What was, was the precursor? Interesting. Yeah. Now the time has finally come, and I've not had, <laughs> and I had not heard, so I'm learning along with you. The IBA says, the story of the Americano dates back to the second half of the 1800s in Gaspar Campari's bar in Milan. Gaspar wow. Campari, that's the Campari guy, folks. The actual guy. Gaspar, wow. The very dude that made that bitter, bitter liqueur we love so <laughs> much. Bitter liqueur. That ashy, bitter crap. Okay, Mike, remind us about the ashiness. It was you you didn't buy Campari, you bought Luxardo bitters, maybe? Luxardo mm-hmm. bitter. And it was mm-hmm. red and you found it had an ashy taste. But then when you when you drink ashy. Campari, does it still taste ashy to you? Mm, I have to double check that. I th- I'm going to say yes, uh, because I do have the Campari bitter, but we don't know that that's an ingredient yet, but it is. And I <laughs> remember that kind of being not what I like either. Any like red alcohol from now on, I'm just kind of, 
expecting an ashtray mouth. He throws his hands up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I can't argue with that. It doesn't get much redder than this one, too. I know. It makes sense. Red, fire, burning, embers, ashiness. I totally get where you're going from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike is nodding, yes. Um, now, you're probably thinking, hey, Tim, w- w- hold on. Before you tell us what's in this drink, like, what about the name? Why all this America talk? Mm-hmm. Um the Americano is an Italian drink, and then an Italian guy goes to America and comes back with tweaks. What's, what, why? What? And what? When? All of that. And when? And what? <laughs> well, uh, a couple conflicting opinions here. IBA says, the, you know, the International Bartenders Association that makes mm-hmm. a list, they say that the nickname uh, American was born when Primo Carnera, a giant Italian boxer, became world heavyweight champion at Madison Square Garden. When he returned to Italy with the title, he was greeted with this very Italian cocktail for the occasion, mm. and they called it the Americano uh, as a tribute to his big victory. Um, but Liquor.com says it's believed that the name stems from its popularity on, among American tourists, and it's possible that the name wasn't even affixed until the Prohibition era when Americans absconded to Europe in droves thirsty for good drinks. Um, I like the boxer explanation better. It's more yeah. concise. That's like if you go to Japan or something and you come home and everybody's like, "Hey, Mr. Japan. You know, you're not <laughs> yeah. any more Japanese, but uh, like that's the thing they think about. So they're like, hey, Americano, all right. You know what's a really good version of that is um, little Stevie Van Zant of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. His original nickname in that band was Miami Steve, and I thought it was because he was from Miami, but he's from New Jersey, but he went to Miami one time, and then when he got back, Bruce was like, Miami Steve, all right. (laughs) And for years, he would like wear a a fedora and be like a Miami guy. That's great. It's like, uh, that's why we call you Santa Fe Tim. Because you went to Santa Fe recently. Yeah. I've been there. And look, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says Santa Fe on it right now. If you can believe. So at Campari's Bar, this is like uh, in Italy around that time, they'd mix up their vermouth with stuff. There was a drink that was called like a a Milano Torino. And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, a bitter from Milano and a a vermouth from uh, Turin. And, you know, Italians like that sweet, sweet vermouth, but... Americans like to mix it with something, so I could see some uh, truth in the tourist thing. But basically, we're talking about a cafe drink, okay? And mm-hmm. that's where it's used in media. Uh, you know, when you you guys think James Bond and you think mm-hmm. of the book Casino Royale, you're probably thinking, oh, the Vesper Martini or the or the vodka <laughs> martini. But the first drink mentioned uh, that James Bond drinks in the first Bond book is actually. An Americano. And then in From Russia with Love, he drinks two excellent Americanos on his flight from Rome to Istanbul. And then in From a View to a Kill, Bond says, in cafes, you have to drink the least offensive of the musical comedy drinks that go with them. Hmm. Musical comedy drinks. Maybe he thinks they're rinky dinky drinks. Um, But then in the 2010 film, uh, The Tourist with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, they have Americanos before and after their fancy Venetian dinner. So what we're getting here is, yeah, it's a ca- it's a daytime drink. It's a before dinner drink. It's a cafe drink. And the reason is that it is an easy drinking afternoon sipper, sweet, not too boozy. It's a low alcohol mm-hmm. uh, type of affair. Yes. And the ingredients okay. are 
30 milliliters, <laughs> a.k.a. one ounce, of bitter Campari, and 30 milliliters, one ounce, of sweet red vermouth. And on top of that, a splash of soda water. Method, mix the ingredients directly in an old-fashioned glass filled with ice cubes. Add splash of soda water, stir gently, garnish with half orange slice and a lemon zest. Oh, my God. I don't know if I got the orange slice or the lemon zest. God me neither i forgot the garnishes and what's more we've learned that vermouth shouldn't be held on to for too long and yes mine's in the fridge but oh mine's old mine's been in the fridge for a fucking year <laughs> i think that's most people though i think i we're making this drink to the letter of the law but the way people keep red vermouth especially no but nobody has fresh red vermouth yeah i have that big bottle of nawali pratt <laughs> from the last no. time no, and I, I looked at it and i was like man this isn't even opened and then, no i did open it and i used fucking 15 milliliters of it and the whole <laughs> bottle's just been sitting in there for a year hey i've never seen this i'm looking at the iba list i've after the garnish i've never seen a history below it i know you, me neither they have i never scrolled that far <laughs> <laughs> well i think that the iba is kind of uh zhuzhing up their website and maybe yeah. histories are going to be part of it <laughs> it makes our jobs easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop for us. <laughs> you don't have to record episodes anymore. Just kind of tweet at people, hey, go to the IBA website. From now, <laughs> from now on, the history on the IBA is the official history we're going yeah, with. Yeah, let's read the URL. <laughs> I know that James Bond prefers Perrier in his Americano, so I got Perrier. But I'm curious because I always think of like sparkling waters like that. I got the teeny little bubbles and they're not always great for mixing. Sometimes you want club soda to really bubble the thing up. Yeah, I got. I went to the store and I got two things. I got seltzer water, Hal's yeah. New York seltzer water, <laughs> Hal's, and club soda because I didn't know what the fuck soda yeah, I have water that. was. I have I have a Canada Dry club soda. Club soda. I'm gonna huh. with no research. I'm gonna take a big swing and tell you what I think the difference is, Michael. Yeah, I think that club soda has some sodium in it. And and does that label say there's sodium in it? Oh yeah, here it is. Sodium zero milligrams. Tim, we gotta we gotta redo our little theory here, bud. Oh, back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs> Jesus, interchangeable. I thought we discovered. Dude, this this yep. has come up before. Yeah, I mean, interchangeable amongst people talking like, hey, club soda, seltzer, sparkling water, whatever. But you would think for brands that are making it. I've mm -hmm. definitely seen like side by side seltzer and club soda like mm -hmm. the same brand, no? Or well, the I little insane? thing I was, I went to do a little Google search while I was in the in the grocery store, and it, it, this little thing, the explanation was like switching. It didn't seem like they were calling club soda and soda water different things. It seemed like that was interchangeable. So hmm. I don't know what. Here's what I'm seeing on Eater. And I didn't see anything that said soda water on the... Uh, club soda is also carbonated with carbon dioxide, but unlike seltzer, it has the addition of potassium bicarbonate and potassium sulfate in the water. These minerals give it a slightly saltier taste than seltzer, which makes it a favorite of bartenders. Hmm. Oh. Now, what about <laughs> sparkling water? Is, is that just water that we happen to find in the wild and it's already bubbly and you don't have to carbonate it? Ooh. That'd be that, what a gold mine that would be to stumble oh. upon a, a a wild seltzer fountain. I did that once. I was digging in the desert, and a bunch of <laughs> Perrier shot. <laughs> the, the good thing about not knowing this, though, oh, is grapefruit flavors! It's just a splash of each one of these, so it's not gonna. Yep. 
It's yeah. not going to mess with it too much. Agreed. Well, do we get into it? Yeah. Folks, we'll be right back with uh, Americanos in hand after the ads. Right on. Bup, bup, Americano. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sloppy Boy Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, are you ever right in the middle of a busy week and you're thinking to yourself, God, there's not enough time in the day to get all this stuff done. It happens to everybody. Our schedules these days are just too jam-packed. But think about this. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Take a nap? Maybe read that book that's just piling up with dust because it hasn't been touched in months. The thing is, a lot of us spend so much of our time wishing that we had more time. The question is, time for what? Oh, interesting. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And guess what? Therapy can help you do that. Therapy helps you find what really matters to you so that you can do that thing more. Ooh, that sounds good. Now, I've benefited from therapy. I've gone to therapy. And and in situations like this where I feel like, uh, the world is just coming down on me. I can't do anything to get out from under it. There's not enough time. Well, I was talking about this to my therapist, and she said to prioritize the things that are important to me. Ah, that's a little interesting. Therapy is helpful for learning about positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, which, well, we all want to be. And it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. I think some people don't realize that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and uh, suited to your schedule. Remember, we were talking about the schedules just moments ago. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Listen to me and do this. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Let's do it to it. with americanos um hey equal parts that's nice yeah love that except for the splash except for the splash oh, yours is huge look at mine mine didn't make much you made double jeff no no i just did a lot of cubes and uh, uh law-abiding citizens so and you spl- i and you splashed more mike you maybe had a small splash 
I did a tiny splash. Oh no! I, you know, I think I think I did maybe make a double. I just filled a shot glass with um with uh, a, yeah with both. I went with a big splash, and I'll tell you what, my uh, my vermouth. It's the kind of like it said on it like and. Uh, Antica Vermutha D Giuseppe Campari, the very guy. Wow. Of the cafe. So I'm having Campari. Uh, you know, this, I got a legit thing going on here. Damn. Uh, I took a little sip of my Campari. And yes, this is ashy too. It's, <laughs> it's, I, it's the, the taste is the, um, you know, those little bitter shooters we did? Yeah. Uh, it's, that's the, similar to the taste. So it's, Underbirds. that's what I'm talking about when I say ashy. Okay. So, something bitter Campari tastes ashy to you. And then also those little shots bitters. of bitters that we do. So yeah. I'm, it's almost as if the word to describe these flavors was, yes, it would be yes. bitter rather than ashy. Well, fo- yeah. <laughs> you would think, but let's keep going with this episode. First sips. Here we go. And before you take a sip, pr- imagine you're yeah. sitting at a mm-hmm. little cafe in Florence or you're, yeah. a, you're up in Milan hanging out Ooh. with Giuseppe himself. It's afternoon. And mm. people are walking by, and you're just whiling away the hours. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew I wouldn't like this. I just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Sad. Sad, really sad. Sorry, man. Sorry to this do this is, to you. It's all right. Hey, we're here for you, Mike, if you want to talk about it. You didn't do anything. It's it's this Giuseppe. Uh, Giuseppe did it to me. <laughs> Man, you'd think a nice big hunk of orange would help, but I don't know if it does. Give it a squeeze. Um, yeah, Mike. If Giuseppe Campari's descendants are listening, do you have a message for them? Destroy this drink. <laughs> <laughs> All copies. All copies. If you don't know, folks, what we're talking about, it's the. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino, Duncanchino part of Jack and Jill. It's, Look it up oh, on YouTube. It's very funny. Oh, as if anyone out there hasn't seen the classic film Jack and Jill, which I saw opening day at the theater. Daytime <laughs> matin- matinee. <laughs> it's not like noon the day it came out. <laughs> Damn. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I mean, I knew I would like this more than you guys would, but at least give me this. This drink is, if you sipped their parts, sweet red vermouth, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Campari, and, and soda, mm-hmm. this is greater than the sum of its parts. Would you not agree with that? I think that mm. this is rather refreshing, rather delicious, and it reminds me of, I was at an Italian deli in Pasadena with Mookie not too long ago, and I got a red soda that was called Bitter. It was non-alcoholic, but it was a soda, and this tastes yeah. exactly like that. Hmm. Yeah, there's something in here that is really cutting through. It's, I mean, it's the vermouth cutting through the Campari uh, in a way I did not expect because I'm not tasting that bad vermouth taste, which I don't usually yeah. like. And I'll give you this, Mike. Mm. Fucking, let's say you want to take part in the spritz culture, but you don't like champagne, which is your situation. If right. you have this, now you're you're having a low ABV bubbler. In the afternoon right. with all your cool Italiano friends. Yeah. And you didn't have to yeah. have any Prosecco. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like that. Ooh, I love that. Um, so I didn't put much of a splash in here. I, I just went bloop, real quick with the splash. A true splash, yeah. Mine is uh, really, th- like, not really, but it tastes kind of thick. Like, it's, the color, too, is reminding me of, like, a cough syrup. Thick. How about you go ahead and put a bigger splash? I think you're going to be happy with the results, Mike. Yeah. 
You want me to put a bigger splash? Yeah, mm-hmm. put a bigger splash. <laughs> Because that Campari's got like sugary, like around the rim. You know, when I took the cap off, there was like cake, cakey sugar everywhere. Ew. Isn't that Campari? Or is it vermouth that does that? Well, it would be the Campari, yeah, but hmm. mine I, I get that on the top of my uh, like uh, orgeat or something yeah. that's really sugary. Hmm. Maybe it was mold. What? Yeah. Okay. I put a bigger splash. I think as we get meltier, I like it too. Oh, now we're talking. That's a great drink. <laughs> wow, wow. Beaming ear to ear. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about this. Well, I like, <laughs> it's it's in general, what a weird thing, right? When a, when a, any recipe says splash, it leaves it up to us how much you mm-hmm. get to splash. Mm-hmm. And this is not necessarily a drink where you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to top it up. I'm going to go all the way to the top like a highball. Yeah. So we're left. It's kind of like the uh, Russian root of the Kalpi. No, Russian root spells out a recipe. Kalpi cordial. It's kind of up to you to add your up cherry you. cocoa. Yeah. And when I'm splashing on top of Campari and sweet vermouth, I'm thinking Shamu splash, big <laughs> splash, Sea World. There's nothing wrong with that. Splash away. I don't want this to be too big because uh, I like the idea of drinking this in one of those little, little old timey. Uh, Sort of uh, little nippers, crystal glasses. Yeah. It's like a little tiny uh, wine glass. I want this in a big way. jug, and <laughs> a chug jug. It's, it's weak and it's yeah, chug chug mug. Um, what do you think of the, the? I feel like this drink. I haven't seen these around, but remember a few months ago, we were kind of talking about the trend of low alcohol, like not full on like sobriety, but a lot of people were like. Oh, I drank too much during COVID, and now I'm interested in lower alcohol drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a funny trend that would destined to be <laughs> yeah. short-lived. You're right, yeah, I know. Right, right. I, I'm still going to drink, but it's, it's also funny because it's like, so there's less alcohol yeah. in this glass that I'm having yeah. now, but I can have four of these. I'm having six of these as opposed to yeah. three of the other kind. I'll just pay more money. But it's funny to think that this thing that we're drinking right now my brain is almost plugging in because you're used to there being a liquor in the drink, like a Negroni. So my brain is thinking like, Tim, be careful with this drink because it's probably very boozy, but it's really not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. say, I'm liking it a lot more now. It's it's not even that melty. Look at it. Full glass. Yeah. Maybe it's just your taste buds take a second to turn a little Italiano. Yeah, I was a little... <laughs> I, I bet, you know, Jeff, I bet there's something to that. I bet your... <laughs> your taste buds take a while to turn Italiano? <laughs> Your <laughs> the bitter taste is sort of a, a unique extreme taste. So your tongue doesn't get that very often. So when it gets uh, a big dose of it, it goes. Eh, wait a minute, I don't like this, but I'll ease into it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And the bitter stuff in drinks, it's like it's not meant to be so bitter that your mouth is like, ooh, that's bitter. It's just supposed to bump up against your tongue a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Just a little yeah. nudge. Hey, wait a second. I'm not going down <laughs> hey, smooth. Don't forget me. I'm challenging. A soft <laughs> elbow right in your ribs. Uh, hey, hi. Like when, you sh- when you're at a, a concert and uh, the music's too loud and someone who you're supposed to be meeting there sidles up next to you and just pokes you a little bit and says, oh, I'm here. Yes, good. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. or, or, and when I say concert, I mean like a, a you know, rave. string quintet type of thing. So oh, okay. it's not the type of right. place where you go, I'm here, dude. 
Another situation could be like it's 2004. Mike Hanford's at a Yeah 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 show in L.A. and there's a guy mm-hmm. giving him an evil eye the whole night and scaring the hell yeah. out of him. Then I then I give him a nudge, but it ain't so much a soft one. It ain't in the ribs. <laughs> it's it's a five knuckle nudge to the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom! <laughs> you you stop looking at me. <laughs> hey, what was that, uh, Mike? You had a thing about punches. It was a trip to oh, the a trip, to the, planetarium. And a trip to the planetarium. Oh yeah. Boom! You're seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> A five knuckle nudge. That's funny though. That yeah, that's a yeah, five that's knuckle great. nudge. What would you that's like? Good. A five knuckle nudge or a trip to the planetarium? Your choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two fists. Right. I got two tickets waiting for you. <laughs> God, I got to get in more fights. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will. Uh, I'll echo Jeff in saying this is. Um, it's getting better as I'm as it's. Yeah. Here. Well, you came in guns blazing. I knew I wouldn't like this drink. He said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certain expectations I have to live up to per my ACAST contract that I have to be uh, the guy who is disagreeable with the drinks. Mm -hmm. drinks. Bitter guy calls bitter ash. What's been going on with your helicopter lately? Uh, we've decided to sort of not even talk about that much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The numbers numbers on Gale Watch are in, and it's not so good. It it served its purpose. It set up. We just needed it to set up a blowout. We did that. Done. <laughs> I get it, man. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you guys feel it's early evening right now? This is your first Ooh. drink of the night. First of many. You're, yeah. having, an, <laughs> you're having an aperitivo. <laughs> I feel like appropriately, my the buzz is slowly tiptoeing in. It's not like... It's not like, hey, I just got out of work and bow, I'm blasting a martini and my face turns mm-hmm. red and I get all sweaty. Like, this came out of nowhere. I'm tiptoeing into the evening, and then mm-hmm. I would have my dinner, and then I'd blast a couple of martinis to the dome, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 So there still is – the option of getting blasted off martinis is, is still there. Still though. on the table. There's no way of getting that off the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, really. it's very difficult to avoid. It's <laughs> inevitable, but this is a gentler takeoff. Yes, it's a gentle takeoff, and I like that. So yeah. what I like about the Aperol Spritz, I'll have it by a pool sometime. And I'll say, I'm tiptoeing in. I'm not going to drown in this pool. Mm-mm. I'm just going to have yeah. a nice buzz. I'm going to put, I'm going to lay down in it. Have any of, no, the th- none of the three Slobby boys have ever been to Italy. Can you believe that? No. No, I'm, I'm severely under-traveled for a guy my age. No. You got to go to Italy. Have you been? No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe but you, Mike, you, you and I chip in. We send Jeff to Italy. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. We'll bring bring your camcorder, Jeff, and come back and show us everything. <laughs> I like the idea of the old days when people would come back from a vacation and give a slideshow to their friends. Yeah, yeah. it's like a trope in like Garfield or something. They'd be like, "Oh, John's boring slideshows yeah, after yeah, all yeah. his vacations." That that feels like a thing that comes up in um, uh, ah shit. What's the the far side? Comic. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, cows and, you know, scientists and showing people your movies <laughs> <laughs> or your, your slideshows. That'd be fun. I'd like to see somebody's slides. What a funny dated trope that is that doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore. Because that, that also, was always the thing. It was like fruitcake, you know, because it would be like, yeah. oh, the thing that you do with the social thing, but nobody likes it and they yeah, got to yeah. sit through it. That was a Garfield <laughs> strip for sure that was like everyone's re-gifting fruitcakes so <laughs> Christmas year after year. And who even bought the original fruitcake? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever eaten a fruitcake. 
Blowout, good blowout. Oh uh, yeah, a fruit cake. I think Christmas. I've had some fruit cake before. It's like a, it's almost like gummy. Um, it's got like hard gummy dried fruit, gumdrops or something in it. You know what yeah. I would put in there? You know what I would put in there, Mike? I'll give you one guess. Lime. Fucking weed, man. Sour Patch. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For after the weed. <laughs> Actually, lime and weed sound pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jeff's fruitcake recipe is lime <laughs> weed and sour patch kids. Lime. <laughs> the the uh, showing the slides after vacation reminds me of a time, and I think maybe I've only seen this on TV shows. It never happened to me in real life. But you going to uh, a party for someone like a bon voyage party, like hey you're you're going to Hawaii, mm. we're throwing you a party before you leave. That's funny. Yeah, that's like something that would happen on Cheers or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Just, we're, go, we're finally going on a cruise. Oh, we got to throw a bon voyage party for you. I love that. I, I want to go and and smash a bottle of champagne on the, on the bow of a boat and say, mm-hmm. have a good one. You know what would be funny <laughs> is if we, we throw ourselves a bon voyage party, so all of our friends come and throw us a party, but then we don't leave and we yeah. stay and we have to be incognito and we stay hidden for a week. How about Free this party. for a Sloppy Boys movie? We keep we just go town to town and have Bon Voyage parties. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, Bon Voyage, we're going to Pasadena. We have a party up there. <laughs> now we're going to Santa Anita. <laughs> we have to keep kind of inviting people from the last Bon, vo- vo- bon Voyage party. Uh, how would this work? Because we need to each each new place we go to, we need to have people who would care enough to be at the party. You got to make, make friends, friends for a few months. Okay. Join social clubs, get a poker game going. <laughs> yeah, um, be good. You know that that scam reminds me of a funny, uh, a funny travel prank. Um, <laughs> you guys know famed uh, comedy editor Mike Giambra of yes. Absolutely Studios. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Great, hilarious guy. Great editor for all your favorite shows. You know, in the kind of the Nathan Fielders and the Tim Heidecker shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. Hey, the Birthday Boys pilot and the Birthday Boys pilot. Um, got that thing picked up, uh, no problem. Real quick. <laughs> I remember like we all turned to Mike and said, you got that picked up real quick, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the quickest pickup ever in network history. Um, quick no, he did a funny thing a few years ago. Do you remember where he, he went on a, he went on a cruise by himself like three days but he took a lot of selfies where he was just looking sad on the boat and then he just (laughs) (laughs) so when he got back from a three-day cruise he just kind of kept posting the selfies for like months and i followed him on instagram i'd be like you okay man what's going on it was just like him looking seasick on on a boat for like half a year (laughs) but you so he never he just, so the joke was that he like was still out there on this. Uh, yeah, the joke was just trip. like, how long has this guy been on this boat for? <laughs> what's, what's <laughs> That's good. Yep. That's good. That's a good vacation prank. And if you have a vacation prank, mail it into sloppy boys vacate pranks yeah. at gmail.gmail. Yeah, when you say mail it in, you you do the prank. Do the prank. And then you, then you kind of write it up and mail it in. <laughs> yeah, write up a description of what you did. <laughs> okay. Send away for it. I'm not going through a half a year's worth of selfies. Gapesh. No. Absolutely understood. Well, Gapesh. What do you say we take another break and we do a round two? And when we come back, I want to taste the ingredients as is. Whoa, okay. Because I, I can't picture what sweet red vermouth tastes like. 
It's kind of good. It tastes a little bit like a Luxardo cherry, a little bit like cherry hearing. Me Ooh. like you. Right. Okay, cool. I'll do that. I'll get my my yeah. Bring your stuff r- raw ingredients to the pod. Okay, love it, folks. See you in a bit. And we're back with Campari and Wally Pratt. <laughs> my Campari does have a little <laughs> sugar around the top, Jay. Yeah. Right. Um, and my, my, I don't know how to say this, Nwali Pra, I don't know. It's French. It's my vermouth. Wait, look, what's what's your Campari look like? Mine's it. My Campari is the standard, the, the gold standard. It's the brand. Campari is yeah. Campari, right? Okay. Campari is yeah. Campari. Um, what do we sip first? Campari? Oh, my red vermouth? Dolan. Dolan. Hell yeah. All right, let's sip a little Campari. Going to the dome. La-dee-dee. Wasn't uh, Dolan the name of a, a fake president in a, a birthday boy sketch? Like, yeah, Craig president Dolan. Dolan. Craig Dolan. Oh. Yeah, they made he us change it. it to Dolan. Do you remember that? Because there was a Dolan in, at IFC, and IFC was like, hey, could you change Dolan? And we said, we'll change it to Dolan. And they said, okay. And what a weird. <laughs> Perfect. Weird. All right, so this is the Campari? Yeah. Very bitter. I understand why we water it down. You, now, Tim, you brought Campari to a party famously, right? Yep, Campari to a party. He'll bring Campari to the party. Yeah, at the time, at the time, I didn't really know that you don't really. It's not a party starter. It's sort of (laughs) people don't like it. But I was drinking Campari on the rocks all night, saying, "Mm, "Has anyone tried this?" (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Vermouth. Just a little sip. Vermouth month. Ugh. It smells bad. It does smell bad. Mm. Yeah, it's like whiny. Not bad. I'm going to be whiny if a second after I try this. See, mm. mine's mine's good. Yeah. Mine is Antica Recetta Vermouth Pregiato Antica Formula yeah. Vermouth di Giuseppe B. Carpano. <laughs> hey, I lied. <laughs> it's Giuseppe Carpano, not Giuseppe Campari. No. Wait a second. Let me look back at my notes. When I was describing the drink, did I say Giuseppe Campari? No, Gaspar Campari. Not Giuseppe Carpano. Gaspar Carpani. (laughs) It was Gaspar Carpani. Now, my Campari says David Campari. That's not Gaspar. Yeah, that's what mine says, too. I'm going to be having nightmares about Gaspar Campari and Giuseppe Carpano. Where are you seeing this name? Oh, um, on my vermouth. The same, yeah. David Campari oh, yeah. Milano. Hmm. Jesus. I still don't know how I feel about this vermouth. Yeah, I, the vermouth is crazy. <laughs> I will I've, say, I've had sweet vermouth, red vermouths I absolutely hate, and then but this brand is utterly delicious. Hmm. Just a little too sweet on its own. You know, you ever have like a, a beef stew that has a lot of red wine in it? Yeah, I love that. This I bet that would be good with this uh, this Dolan I got here because it kind of it tastes. It's like a good that. idea to get through your vermouth. We all know this shit's just gonna rot in your fridge. May as well make a big beef stew. Make a stew. <laughs> make, make a, a stew. stew. Hey, have you heard about that drink that's half Coca Cola, half red wine? Yes, never oh, had. Yeah. We should do that sometime. It, that's a Spain thing, right? Yeah, we'll do it for tomorrow's episode. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I mean next week's episode. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. 
Okay, what are your final thoughts? Spill them. Um, I'm just drinking club soda now and ice and the remains of my original. So yeah, you, you, you'd hated it, you liked it, and you're back to you don't care. This is uh, and this is not an order again for me, but I might order it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I thought I hated it when I first took a sip of it, and then it grew on me. But I'm probably not gonna order it again. But I might. Mm, you will. I mean, how many how many years you got ahead of you? You think you know? You gotta you gotta sort of wonder. That's yeah. true. It, it, it's one of those things where I can I can't imagine my uh, being in the mood for one of these. But right. if I was, I would order it again. I mean, life is long, mm-hmm. and I think when we say order again or not, we should be like, if I was gonna, if I knew I only had one year left on this planet, would I have this again? Hmm. <laughs> If you had one day to live, would you drink an Americano? <laughs> yes. That would be pretty sad if you drank anything, anything really. Because I feel like if I was like, oh, my God, I got one day to live. I'm going to go to my liquor cabinet and get drunk. Then I wouldn't remember the next 23 hours. You know, you kind of uh, right, I'd want to be right, stone right. sober and soak up all that lifetime. OK. And yeah, I hate talking point. about the lifetime channel. <laughs> That would be pathetic if I had 24 hours to live and I watched the Lifetime channel. <laughs> See, I would I would kind of lean into that and do a thermos of Americanos and just watch Lifetime for the till I fade out. Just try it's and disassociate. So yeah, this is not an order again for me. The best part is the garnish. A big hunk of orange mm. and the club soda splash. Um, Jeff, how does it stack up to the Aperol Spritz for you? You know, I don't like any of them. <laughs> Plain and simple. So no stacking. There's no stacking. There's no, no there's no stack. It's a horizontal stack <laughs> heading right for the trash. It's a line. Wasn't there a sitcom starring Pam Anderson and she was a librarian and it was called Stacked? Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. Was that Pam Anderson? Huh. Had to be Fox, right? Pro- yeah. Oh, yeah, it better be. Is it, maybe it was PBS. <laughs> <laughs> How funny that Fox is, is, is like, we're a little bit raunchier than the other networks. We can't actually... Say any bad words, but we're a little bit yeah. raunchier. We're going to suggest a little harder. Tim, what are your thoughts, man? Um, yeah, you're I like it. Quiet over there, Tim. I like it. I prefer the Negroni, right? Because I'm a Negroni fan. Sure. So let's say it's it's a sunny Italiano day, and I'm seated out at a cafe, and everyone's kind of walking by. Hey, uh, Kalapakis, we, uh, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have this. If it's too early for a Negroni, I would have an Americano and I would thank you for it. <laughs> Is it a bruncher? Um, yeah, maybe. It's it's like a, instead of if everyone's getting Aperol spritzes and I say, I want something else that's bubbly and has an orange slice in it, but I don't want it to be too sweet because this is less sweet than a spritz. You know, instead of Aperol, it's Campari and uh, it's you know, soda. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. I'll drink it again, and I'll I'm going to keep it in my in my mind specifically as a way of getting through my vermouths and my Camparis, which tend to be two things that I get stuck with a lot. Uh. Yeah, the two things you don't want to drink, you put them together and you make something to drink. Yeah, and you just kind of <laughs> hold your nose and you just try to suck just, it down. Just get yeah. through it. That's our show. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys where we release these recipes ahead of time. 
Also, check us out on Patreon, where subscribers can unlock the Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. Wow. That show is cool. Mm-hmm. And hey, while you're at it, come check us out on tour, live in the flesh. This weekend, East Coast. Because we're a band, first and foremost. We'll talk to you later, folks. Bye, folks. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.